The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Happy to have you with us again, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special guest. She calls Seattle and Puget Sound home, but she's more of a world traveler, and I like to call her a cosmic tour guide. Don't know if she'll cop to that title, but that's my nickname for her, right after this message from our newest sponsor. Get ready to party like it's 1870 at the Nevada State Museum in Carson City. On February 4th, come celebrate the 150th anniversary of the Carson City Mint, which produced nearly $50 million in gold and silver coins from the Comstock Lode and California Gold Rush. Festivities include free admission, minting of a commemorative medallion on the historic coin press number one, and so much more. For the next generation of coin lovers, the party continues with kids' minting days on February 8th and 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Lots coming up at the Nevada State Museum in Carson City. For more information, check it out at mint150.com. That's mint150.com. We are back and ready to talk with Dina Marie. What a lovely lady she is. I'm pleased to call her my friend, and so do a lot of people who love to travel, especially if they have a spiritual orientation. Maybe they take the metaphysical view of life, and they want to reach out and grab that brass ring of experience. Dina Marie is the one to lead them. She's a teacher. She's the author of Our Energy Matters, and she is a popular host on 1150 KKNW Seattle, who has spent many years working with people of all ages to give them the tools to heal themselves, inspire them to take control of their lives, and live it to the fullest. Her exhortation to lift your spirits is not just a catchphrase. Dina Marie is a leader of spiritual retreats in places quaint to exotic, from Washington State to the Hawaiian island of Kauai. But we have her in the Seattle KKNW studios today for this broadcast slash podcast. Dina Marie, hello. So glad to be having you with us today. Thank you for the invitation, Gary. Well, you're quite welcome. And when I found out that you're a fan of Trip Talk and listen about every week, I thought, oh, I better get this lady on the show that is fantastic news to us, especially from somebody like you to have your interest in road tripping, in seeing the world, particularly looking through a spiritual lens is something that people treasure when they get to know you and take the tours that you offer, as I say, anywhere between Washington State and 2,000 miles out in the Pacific on the island of Kauai, you have made a career of showing people another side of life in these sometimes not forgotten, but rather hard to discover locales. You know, and I, and I was just thinking well, uh, how I started doing this is I would get an Airbnb and I wake up before sunrise and I go through the towns that I don't have any clue about them. And that's how you see it without the cars and that's how you discover things. So I always go in with an open mind and then I do my own tour before everybody gets up. And that's how I figured I, I discovered Kauai was getting up before everyone else, those special places. Uh, Sunnyside, Washington, for example, where I was born, uh, would be, of course. Uh, it's just basically getting up before the traffic gets there and the tourists, and it kind of taints your view of a beautiful town. 
I don't mean people are bad, <laughs> but it's no, no. really nice to get up early and walk the streets and, and see for yourself before everyone else gets there, the cars and such. That's where you get to live like a local. And of course, I know that for many years you've done that on Kauai. You know the places that the tourists, maybe even some of the travel agents don't even know about. So I say the, the quaint places, the out of the way places are places of which you are intimately aware and you love to share your awareness. Now I find that you're always welcome in Hawaii, we know that, but being a resident of Washington State, you lived in the Seattle Everett area, very metro, very suburban in a lot of places. Then you went to Kamano Island, which is a very restful paradise that is out of the way, and now you're moving to Whidbey Island. Tell us about that. How did that happen for you? It seems like a progression in your own journey. Well, Whidbey and Kamano are Island County, and I worked for the Island County Tourism, so I visited Whidbey quite a bit. And, of course, I love going. It's, there's just so much to see. Each town is, is, is different. But uh, this year, I just kind of felt that Kameno was, uh, it is sleepy. That's the word. It's so sleepy that winter times are just really difficult. So I decided to go on the road, and I went and stayed, and I house sat. And I did all of these different little uh, sitting um, in different places. And when it all came down to it, I house sat for a winery in Whidbey, and every door I can imagine opened up to me. So that was really uh, the universe driving. And uh, two weeks later, I, I moved there after uh, my house stay. Was there a particular event, an encounter, or a comment that triggered it for you? Like, yes, this is the move I need to make right now. Well, let's see. <laughs> what happened was I got a place to stay. I got a place to do my healing work. Everything that I needed was served up to me so quickly that I couldn't say no. I had to go. I had to go with it. There I go. I can understand that when you feel that strong inner prompting, it's best not to say no. <laughs> well, I said I want somewhere green. I need I need to be around woods. I need to be around salt water, and I like community. And when I uh, stepped into Langley and actually met a lot of people and stayed for three or four days, it was clear that that was my next move. You brought up Langley. That's a good place for us to go a bit more into detail. There's so much to discover in Whidbey Island, and there, there's, I saw a list online about 10 fun things to do, and that would just scratch the surface. But let's start with the town of Langley. That, to me, appears to be a village community. It has that strong character of a village by the sea. And it's uh, directly across from Kameno, so that's where I, I do my well watching. And I volunteer at the Orca Network. It's the Langley Well Center. And so, of course, that is a great draw for me because the wells are starting to come through right now but everybody is so connected if if there's a problem people lift them up you know they just bought a heater this winter for a family that didn't have one a lot of art music uh just walkable beautiful place their libraries i have to say libraries on in island county are just the the hub of where people meet they have all kinds of classes and gatherings but yeah langley overlooks the water you can see saratoga passage you could sit right there and see wells come through and they have a well bell. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> Definitely. In fact, isn't it in February when Langley hosts a Welcome the Whales event? It's a parade and I was in it last year. Oh, really? Yeah, I dressed as a bear. They dressed me up. They were running out of costumes. <laughs> I was a bear, believe it or not. 
this is the idea of the local out of the way place. I'm tempted to say if they were going to make a sitcom out of it, it would star Bob Newhart. It's just that kind of place, you know. And they have a like the wine tour coming up. We have a theater. We have music there. Uh, we have there's so much richness. And um, I actually got a space. It's called Bayview, right next to Langley, in a um, it's kind of, it's a it's a, called the Bayview Cash Store. It's old. It's beautiful, and it's a nonprofit. So this nonprofit called Goosefoot—that's what it's called—has a grocery store, a place to do uh, live music. They have music in the street, farmers market, and an old school. It's all nonprofit, so they actually support the businesses that rent, and the rent is really low. It's more like just Bayview is a community, and I didn't know that that was all nonprofit, but it's thriving. I'm curious to know, Dina Marie. We American Road, of course, appeals to so many people who want to get to many, many places by car. When they do that, if they're coming from Puget Sound area, if memory serves, they will take the Mukilteo Ferry, and that's around Everett, and it will take them north to Whidbey Island, where you get off the ferry in the town of Clinton, Washington, which has its own distinct character. And that's at the southern tip of Whidbey Island. And then you start heading north and you get to these various places of interest, great places for recreation to stay a day or stay a week or a lifetime in some cases for people who have found a home there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Muckle Teo, you, you get on the ferry. It's 15 minutes. It's a beautiful ride. You can see Camano from there. You, you get into Clinton. Most people just breeze through Clinton. Don't. <laughs> get off and then... Take that left and you will see amazing views that I've never seen because I haven't taken the time. But this week I did. Clinton is, I call it, it's like Lopez in in the San Juans. Very bikeable. These beaches nobody's at. Views that are amazing. And then you go into Langley and then you also have uh, the Bayview that I was talking about. But as you move through, there's these towns. And what I say about Camano and Whidbey Island is that they're drive-on islands. Both have bridges. So, you know, if you don't want to take a ferry, you go through Deception Pass, which which takes you into Oak Harbor, and then would be uh, Camano has a Stanwood Bridge. So it, we're really accessible. And, you know, ferries are expensive. They're very hard to get on during the summer. But I say uh, island, island time is just a short drive away. And I'm, I kind of kick myself sometimes because people are coming. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's nice to not have to schedule ferries and it's nice to go when you want to. And I think that's the, the beauty of Camano and Woodby is that you can drive on and that's from the north. And then you come through and Oak Harbor, which is a very Navy town. It's got its own vibe. And you get into uh, Coopville. Well, Coopville is the middle of the island, small town. It's one of those places you could stay for a day for sure. I, I, I want people to, to go to the, uh, gosh, they have Pen Cove Mussels there. And I don't know if you know what Pen Cove Mussels are, but they come from Coopville. And those famous Pencove mussels. And they have a mussel fest coming up the uh, first weekend of March. I take it this is a delicacy. Yes, it's in all, they, they travel all over the world. Pencove mussels are famous. Uh, the, the bay is famous. Again, the whales do come through there. Uh, the bird watching, nature. We have uh, Eby's Landing and Eby State Park. The view of Port Townsend is amazing. Uh, this summer I saw people go there and, and get kelp. So it's, it's really weird to watch a bunch of people harvesting. They have like kelp season. And the pictures I've got of that were beautiful. But, you you know, you can see Port Townsend from there. And each 
place you go has a view of the water. So it's very, very amazing, very beautiful. I'm still stumbling upon places. But right now I'm living in Langley, and we have more trails, uh, more parks. It's very quiet right now because everybody's uh, it's off-season. And I always invite people off-season because the prices are lower. You're going to, to get to know a local who's not working really hard to keep the tourism you know, and all the people happy. And they're going to give you uh, pointers of where to go. I found local music I would have never, ever found. Uh, it's called Bailey's Corner in Clinton. And it's a pub behind a gas station. And it has local music almost every night. And you would have just drove past it if I hadn't talked to a local. And on top of it, if you do bring your car, the buses are all free. So each bus will take you for free. You hop on it and you go all the way to Langley. You can go to Coopville. It could take you to Deception Pass for free. If I understand you, then people can get there by car easily enough. But the idea once you're on land, once you're ashore, is to get you out of your car. I just both island uh, both islands have free busing. The buses are beautiful. I, I say sometimes it's like a, a floating living room, and it's another place to meet. Uh, the bus drivers are always my tour guides. They'll just take you around, but it's, it's they're very uh, family friendly. Nature is really important to the island. It's again, what what uh, can you step on the island or you drive on the island? You can bike. There's so much biking trails. Uh, so yeah, bring your bike. Uh, also, we have kayaking out of uh, Langley. We have whale watching out of Langley. Just There's just so much to do. And the most important thing is if you are, you're driving on, you can hit five visitor information centers. And if you go in, that's how I learned about the island because I work for Island County Tourism, is they're going to point you in the right direction and you're going to find special places. And they also have bathrooms and Wi-Fi. So if you drive on, go to one of the visitor information centers. I've always thought if you want to know how the locals live and if you want to go to the out-of-the-way places and you want to feel like a local, you can ask a bus driver, a taxi driver, or the mailman. So that's some pretty good advice, Dina Marie. In particular, I wanted to know a bit more. I'm sure our listeners are eager to hear about whale watching. The orcas are emblematic of the Pacific Northwest, and I take it that this is one of the prime spots because Whidbey Island, in a way, is a gateway to the San Juan Islands. And so people who want to see the orcas, for the thrill of seeing them up close and personal, to studying them. And oceanographers go out there all the time. Whidbey Island sounds to me like the place to go if you want to embark on such an adventure. But how is it organized? Is this something where you pay various sums of money, depending on the level of service and how close you can get to the orcas? I see them all all season right on the beach. Uh, the gray whales come through and when it's a high tide, they'll go to a sandy beach and they'll glean. They just go up and down and you can watch them. We have called it's the Orca Network. You like them on Facebook. They'll say how many are there. It's very easy if you know how to do it. High tide, sandy beach, and then you wait for that sound. It's like a, a, a big uh, water spout. And then you just watch them and they stay right there. So it's so easy to watch them. The orcas come and go, but you can out, you usually see them outside, out there playing. Uh, we do have well watching, but it's very easy on a high tide, sandy beach, double bluff. And why that is, is because we are the Snohomish River. And the, I learned this on a, a tour the other day. That it gives off uh, minerals and, and stuff that they love because the, the, it comes down from the mountains. And so they're, they're eating. They're eating shrimp. That's what they're doing there because it's all sandy. And then they go uh, straight north, and we have, it's called Saratoga Passage. If you can look up anything about 
Whidbey and Camano is Saratoga Passage. It's this thin passage between two small islands, and that's where they hang out and play. And they go north because we have no huge boats like on the other side. Uh, that's where the large boats go uh, north, and it's just different. But they play in Saratoga Passage. It's it's very easy to see whales without paying a cent. There aren't many gorgeous things that are free in this world, especially the world of tourism. I'm glad to know that exists. That's for sure. I also wanted to, I made a mental note of this, Dina Marie, Langley itself as a town with this village atmosphere, I recall seeing a post of yours on Facebook in which you took some video of a place that appeared to be an arcade from the 1980s. And I was seeing Pac-Man, the stand-up version, arcade version, and I thought, if I wanted the video craze nostalgia experience to go there and put myself in that milieu, that would be a good place to do it. A place is out of the way as Langley, but once you're there, you're there, if you know what I mean. It's charming, and I stayed at Spoiled Dog Winery. She gave me a bunch of hint, uh, places to go, but the laundromat's right there. That's what's, that's what's so amazing about this. The laundromat's there. I've been going to that laundromat and never went next door because I was on the road, so I'd stop there because it's a very nice laundromat. Uh, I go over to uh, have some coffee, but I didn't know right next door that was sitting there until a local told me. And that's the ama- you know that's why you sit in a pub or a coffee shop or go to your visitor information center. Sometimes we're just not paying attention, and it was so much fun to go in there seeing the families of all ages, and they have virtual reality, and they were w- looking at whales, and right next to where I was hanging out and didn't even pay attention. Isn't that the way? A lot of us can overlook those things. And then once we discover them, it it changes our whole perception. That's for sure. Langley is a place I would definitely love to visit. I know there is a distinction, and it's a matter of degree, Dina Marie, because if uh, my understanding here is correct, if you go to the northern end of Whidbey Island, you're talking about a very healthy population that derives a lot of its economic prosperity from a connection to the military, to the Navy in particular, whereas it is less so, though not absent, at the southern end around Clinton. Is that true? It, they're so separated, it's, it's, you wouldn't even know they're the same island, you know, because the bigger stores up, up north with the Navy, a younger group of kids, they have music festivals. They're totally different from Langley. Langley is about 60 to 80-year-old uh, artists, musicians, uh, writers, uh, very uh, scattered. It, there's not, uh, the woods are everywhere. I, th- the best part about it is sleeping, how quiet it is in Langley, how dark it is. I step outside, I see stars. You know, the light pollution, we don't know how bad it is until, it. you know, the light is gone and the sound is gone. So sleeping for me in Langley is healing. Uh, of course, when you get up uh, north, you're going to hear like Deception Pass. We have planes flying all the time. So, you know, if you're a, a light sleeper, you probably want to stay in Langley. If you're hardcore and you can just go to sleep, you know, it's harder to sleep in Oak Harbor. So Oak Harbor to me is a great place to, to go visit for the day. Um, they have bigger hotels. Um, we all have Airbnbs on the um, Langley side. And like I said, in the middle is Coopville, very charming. Uh, in the island, you could probably do it in three or four days, but you could definitely fill a week. And because we have a Coopville ferry, you can walk on the ferry and go to uh, Port Townsend. And that's another really amazing thing. So you're staying on Woodby, but you can literally walk Port Townsend or take your bike over there. We have Anacortes which is uh, Fildago Island, and that goes to San Juan. So 
it, this is, you know, there's you, you could you could live here. <laughs> there's just so much to see. And I'm just overwhelmed and feel so blessed that uh, the universe opened up this place for me in Langley. When I compare it to Seattle, which is hardly any comparison at all, Dina Marie, I think those in Seattle who want to get away from it all without leaving Washington state, but they're looking for a glimpse of another reality. Maybe they're day visitors. Maybe they stay a weekend or a week. I understand that. But there are those people who will go to these sparsely populated towns on Whidbey Island precisely because they want to find another way to live. That's the strong impression I get about Whidbey Island. Yeah, they still have a drive-in. They're in, they have golf co- uh, uh, Those carts you drive, uh, the cars? Uh, I haven't you mean seen like them. the go-karts? They have go-karts. It, oh. and, and it's so, again, I'm going to use the word charming because you're going back in time. Things are slower. So far, you know, you just drive. No one's getting mad at me. It's it's actually just it helps you decompress. And when you're looking at green and no signs, it, it's it, I I think it's just a very healing place to be. And why not come? You know, to, I say island time is just a short drive away, stay for a day, overnight stay type thing. But in the end, I think we all need nature more, and that's my prescription. I think I was on your show a while back, and the prescription is to sit by water. And what better place than an island that you have access? They have more public trails, more public parks, uh, state parks that are just amazing. And just, you know, stop, relax. I'm glad you said state parks because one of the best known in that region of the Pacific Northwest is Deception Pass State Park. And I'm a guy that likes to get out and day hike. I'm not a big backpacker. A lot of people like a good hike they're just day hikers and backpackers. God bless them. They really are rugged individualists, in my opinion. There, But if I want to go out with my partner and we're hiking, that's a state park that allows you to do that. And it's relatively near where you're going to be staying anyway. True. And there's also a 10-mile stretch. So you could actually, I did this last Sunday, nobody's there it, it, because it's off season and it's cold. But when you get out there, it, you warm up right away, but you can walk as far as, uh, you know, half a block. We saw a man, you know, picking up garbage on the beach to us. We took a five minute, five mile walk. But when you get out there and you see the scenery, you don't want to go back to your car. You're, <laughs> you want to keep going because it's like being little kids again, you know, and it's really safe. Uh, of course, watch the tide. Every, there's tides. Everybody remember that. Don't go too far the wrong way and the tide come in and you'll be swimming back. Yes, <laughs> not advisable, that's for sure. I also understand that there is an old military fort that is a good side trip for people, that they do maintain it, and it is in and of itself a tourist spot now. Fort Casey, and I it was an officer and a gentleman. You know, that's where a lot of the movies are made. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and that's where uh, the the pass uh, the ferry goes to Port Townsend. So you can make a whole day out of Fort Casey, you could drive on the ferry or walk, you know, pay your toll and, and, and go have dinner in Port Townsend, come back. Coopville's right across. the. It is actually in Coopville. Fort Casey's right across from Coopville. So just that's a day in itself. So, yeah, Fort Casey. Now, you said the magic word, restaurant, eating, food, all of that. When you talk about places to go and eat, I have not been. I, I freely confess I have yet 
to be on Whidbey Island. I'm going to correct that mistake very soon. If you want the authentic Pacific Northwest seafood and other cuisine, it is available there. I don't get the impression that Whidbey has a lot of fast food places, a lot of chain restaurants, for example. The only place you'll get it is in Oak Harbor. And Oak Harbor is, you know, they have like a Walmart and they have a Safeway. And, and then as you get all the, the other places are this is another thing I support, family-owned, uh, people that live there. You know, that's how we keep them in business is buying from a restaurant or a coffee shop or a pub or even the grocery stores are locally owned. So, I'm, you know, I'm all for that. Oh, I can definitely understand why anyone would want to go there to, to just have the feeling of discovering something new and leaving, in a sense, leaving a lot of civilization behind. And yet it's not primitive. It's a village atmosphere up and down this island. I find that remarkable. Yeah, and I do want to like give the website because they have so much information on there. It's woodbecamanoislands.com, and then they have a, a bunch of stuff that you can do. But it's like I said, those uh, uh, visitor information centers. They'll give you. Uh, there's wine tasting, w w distilleries. Uh, the tours are endless, and I'm doing one, so I'm really excited to bring people on the island. We have uh, labyrinths. We have sacred sites, believe it or not. It's called the Earth Sanctuary. Uh, we have Woodby Institute. I I've found so many places where you can go and have, you know, a spiritual experience with someone else or by yourself. And it's, it's female-friendly. If you're traveling by yourself, you can definitely go to uh, Woodby or Camino Island. And one more thing, because it's so unusual, I wanted to mention, they have something of a murder mystery party. Isn't that in Langley? <laughs> Yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> so th if you go to Langley, the, just their uh, chamber has a, an event after an event after event. There's almost too many for me to mention, but I have, you know, had them on my show. Um, and that's coming up. We have the chocolate and wine, of course, coming up. Uh, Muscle Fest is coming up. We have a huge music festivals uh, in all towns. And then also the local live music. And that's my favorite thing right now is just walking in and you get to know someone and then you see them in the grocery store. It's it's that's. The part I like is the community. Dina Marie, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, anybody who is not enticed, I'm sorry for you, because if you go to Whidbey Island, you will know what adventure is like in an authentic Pacific Northwest way. Thank you for joining us today, Dina Marie. I hope we'll have a chance to talk on Trip Talk again. You'll come visit me, and thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so happy to have you with us every week. This is another episode in the books. I wanted to say one more time, you can get ready to party like it's 1870 at the Nevada State Museum in Carson City. On February 4th, come celebrate the 150th anniversary of the Carson City Mint, which produced nearly $50 million in gold and silver coins from the Comstock Lode and California Gold Rush. Festivities include free admission, minting of a commemorative medallion on the historic coin press number one, and a lot more. For the next generation of coin lovers, the party continues with kids minting days on February 8th and 9th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information, check out mint150.com. That's mint150.com. Thanks for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue of American Road. Until next week, drive safely and dream well.